Hey everybody, this is Nate. And this is Shelly. And together we are here with Peter and Ellen Walton. So thank you guys so much for being here today. Um, we're really excited to have you on in, uh, I guess, our second episode since our long hiatus here. <laughs> um, so, you know, please take a, take a little bit of time to introduce yourselves as well as your business. Oh, sure. Thank you so much for having us on. My name is Peter Walton. And I'm Ellen Walton. And I've been an agent for uh, 26 years with American Family Insurance. And fortunately, I've had the opportunity to work uh, in two separate locations. One is uh, North Kansas City, Missouri, and then uh, moved up to Mount Horb, Wisconsin. So I've had a, a okay. neat flavor of business. And I've been in the agency for 19 years, uh, so I was not part of the agency back in Kansas City. Okay. But yeah, 19 years still feels like forever. I know. <laughs> it's, like, it's a while, yeah. Hey, that's you know, that's an awesome stable career. I think a lot of people wouldn't mind that. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. It's all I ever wanted to do was be an agent. Very nice. Awesome. Yeah, yeah I actually a very strange six year old when they asked him what he wants to do when he's big and he said an insurance agent. Zan fam even around back ball then. players and firefighters. <laughs> nope, not my husband. I want no. to work for yeah, American Yeah, I said, I want to cold call and prospect where my feet are. That's what I said at six. Yes. Wow. You know what you wanted to do? Oh, that's impressive. I wanted to be a marine biologist and I'm a podcast host. So. Yeah. <laughs> too big of too too afraid of sharks for that so um so actually i live near a huge amfam hub in sun prairie so um i think the drive that's near my my place is called american family insurance driver yeah family Am drive american family parkway yeah that one so um that's so the then, national headquarters okay gotcha okay. i kind of figured because it's huge <laughs> so yeah. So then with that, with American Family Insurance, so it sounds, because we talked to business owners, are you owning your own kind of business as a part of it? Or how does that kind of relationship with them work? I, I'm an exclusive contractor with American Family Insurance. So I exclusively have a contract to sell American Family, only American Family, except okay. for companies that American Family has contracts with. I okay. do not own the policies itself. I have extended earnings that they uh, extend to us. So we don't actually own it, but mm -hmm. we are contracted uh, to run the agency. Mm -hmm. okay. Gotcha. Okay. Nice. Yeah. I'm, I, uh, I have not. Dip my dipped a toe in the insurance world. I mean, I uh, I kind of know about it. Obviously, I'm covered by things, but um, that's a that's an interesting <laughs> kind of relationship that you build there with them. And so, when you first started out, were was it just kind of like this is you know you want to be on the contract side or like work with them or like how did you come to the decision to kind of be a provider for them? I, my dad had been with American Family. He started his career in 1969. And I seriously, all I ever wanted to do was be an agent. And when it was my wow, my time uh, to uh, to go interview for a position, it is, uh, I wanted to be in St. Louis where I, I grew up. Uh, mm -hmm. and, however, they were not hiring at the time because of the new Madrid fault. They thought that was going to go. So business was halted and Kansas City was still writing. And that was an opportunity to interview, which I, I did and got a position there. I took over an agency. It was very, very small. Uh, the previous agent, it was not a healthy agency at mm -hmm. all. So I had a lot of work to do to uh, 
make sure those people that were continued customers with American Family, they still felt comfortable with American Family. And I told them that I was their new agent. And then I grew from there. I was down there for seven years. Gotcha. Okay. And Ellen, don't think I forgot about you. So I'm curious. I don't think you wanted to be an agent when you were six. <laughs> so how did you kind of come into the fold here with the agency? Um, that would be called default. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, actually, my previous career was uh, I started out as a dental hygienist, and then okay. I got my business degree, and I uh, put the two schools of thought together, and I landed in the uh, dental instrument and dental materials sales world. I was with Hufridi and then 3M. Uh, and I did that for about seven years. Um, and then we had the opportunity to move to Wisconsin um, to take over this agency. And we were in Kansas City prior to that, as you know, and uh, we'd always mm -hmm. been, you know, saying, hey, if the right opportunity presents itself, you know, we'd love to move back home as we're both from here. And uh, lo and behold, it did. And we had one child and one on the way. And I thought, you know, I'm kind of tired of traveling because I was doing <laughs> a lot of traveling with my previous positions. Mm -hmm. So decided to get licensed and uh, partner with Peter. And, and it's just, it's been great since. It really has been a, um, a great career move. Despite what I said, it wasn't, <laughs> it was actually very planned. And um, yeah, no, it's been really great. I wasn't on default. She's talking about the insurance. <laughs> okay. I thought it was like, yeah, okay, married I in. Okay, got default. it. Thanks for clearing that up. <laughs> that was my attempt at humor. Oh, I love it. So, okay. Well, it seems like, I mean, it seems like you both have a lot of like, you know, thought and intention into everything that you do. I mean, moving from company to company and then realizing, hey, like, I want to be a part of this and join in with the agency and really like, thinking about it and considering what that would mean for you and your family. I'm just kind of curious what, um, what really, what, what's the big failure that you guys have that you'd really like to share with us today? You know, the one that comes to mind for me, um, uh, I would say about 10 years ago, uh, we mm -hmm. had some insurance and, you know, we, I, I wrote their business when I had, I had a couple of years under my belt already, you know, so I was getting comfortable with, uh, you know, my new uh, career. And um, anyway, long story short, wrote their business, move ahead mm -hmm. about six years after writing it initially. And they had a claim for something. And it involved um, something that they would have needed to have an endorsement for. And okay. I, I did not include that endorsement. Um, it was something where I look back on previous emails and there was communication about needing certain documentation and that wasn't received. And so, you know, it was a situation where they dropped the ball. I didn't do the follow-up that I probably could have. Mm -hmm. um, and so unfortunately lost their business. But what that has done for me is it's made me very good at follow-up. It's made me document things on my outlook to reach out in a week, two weeks, three weeks, whatever the situation may be mm -hmm. and say, hey, you said you were going to send this over to me. You didn't, you know, and so it's just those little reminders that we all need because we're all crazy busy and we all forget about things. And so I thought, well, that is one way that I can be better at my job is by reminding people, hey, you have to give me this. And they always appreciate it. 
oh yeah, thank you. Thanks for the reminder. You know, I meant to do that. And so, um, so that's, you know, I guess that's the silver lining out of that one failure mm -hmm. is it made me better at my job and better at follow-up. Right. Yeah. I, I think, I think a lot of ways, Ellen, a lot of these failures have silver linings and things that we can mm -hmm. take from it. I think following up, like I used to never do that either. <laughs> like I, it's okay. I sent the email that's off my to-do list by like, but if I don't get a response, like I need to be on top of it and say, Hey, no, I need you to contact me and get me this information or else something bad's going to happen. Right. So I think that that's, that's huge for a lot of potential, you know, a lot of our listeners like, Hey, following up. I mean, Shelly, how do you follow up, you know, with mm -hmm. people that are like in customers and that sort of thing? Like, it's not just applicable right. to just this one field either. No, it is. It's, it's yeah. applicable for a lot of businesses. Absolutely. Yes. Cause especially with sales and marketing, which is what we do. So, I mean, obviously yeah. we follow up, we have to, <laughs> <laughs> people forget about us and then yeah. we lose a sale, yeah. you know? So, but, um, but this one, this is this is a little bit of a different twist. Be you know, still the end game was that you lost the client, right? That's the end game. Yeah, we lost the client because yeah. you know it became a blame game, unfortunately, and it was right. just you know mm -hmm. one of those things where you know they didn't do their part, and I could have followed up. Yeah, and, um, and I and I didn't, and I hit my you know I kicked myself for that. Um, and so I, I very consciously made an effort to always try to follow up to make sure that I am always getting what I need and reminding people, you know, hey, you said you're going to send this to me. Where is it? And, you know, when people are evaluated as to what they find to be most important from different service groups, it's it's mm -hmm. not the mighty dollar saving it every time, but customer service mm -hmm. is always at the top. Mm -hmm. and. You know, what better way to provide customer service than to provide, you know, reminders to our very busy insurance, you know, like, hey, you need to get this to me. Mm -hmm. Right. And I and I kind of want to compliment you on something because it, it would be so it would have been so easy for you to just say, you know what, this is their fault. I reached out. Yeah. It's documented. I did this. <laughs> and then they didn't follow up. And then they're blaming me for something that was their fault. But instead, right. you're saying, you know what? There is something I could have done. It yeah. obviously didn't save this. I'm obviously not going to beat myself up over this because this is a two-way street here. But I'm going to make sure that my street is flowing the way it needs to go. You know, you're taking yeah. that lesson and you're applying it, even though it, from my perspective, isn't even really on you. <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? So that's a that's a fantastic way of really internalizing that instead of beating yourself up and saying, you know what, I could have done a little better here. I can add that to my repertoire instead of saying, you know what, screw them. They didn't reach out. Like that's on them, you know? Yeah. That is a that is a great point, Nate. Too many people lose opportunity and lose the ability to grow because they are, you know, busy pointing fingers at other people and not looking mm -hmm. at what they could do better. So that's a really good point. Yeah. Um, Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> it's like small <laughs> consolation, right? Yeah. yeah. Lost their business, but yeah. Well, you know, and that's just, it's just a life lesson. Like if you fail right. at something um, and you don't grow from it, then, you know, to me, that's the real failure. Mm -hmm. It's not a failure to fail at something because we're human. We all fail at something. Right. You have to examine it and say, why did I do that? What could I have done differently? And, you know, it's an opportunity to grow. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. 
Yeah. Well, Peter, I, uh, I want to check in with you. Is there anything on your end? Like, were you kind of a part of this too? Or like, is there, you know, something you kind of like to add here for context or anything? I, I commend Ellen on, on that. And I also commend our office because I've always, I've always been told that, uh, if, if something doesn't occur the way you want to, and you are a part of that going, uh, in one direction or another, um, you learn from positive and negative. Uh, I've always learned too, that I want to go to bed at night and by telling the truth, a lot of things, uh, uh, I can sleep a lot easier, but I know with this agency and with our customers that we, we learn together, we educate together. Uh, however, we want to make sure that it there's, if there is a learning experience, we talk about it here, uh, and everybody learns in a different way, but we all want to, uh, make sure that, uh, when, when we see there's a, a problem and we're all working on a solution, we may come up with different solutions, but it's at that common end. And that's with our customers and more now than ever, people want to hear the truth. Uh, mm-hmm. And, and we don't avoid that. Our customers rely on us knowing they don't like hearing the truth all the time, but by gosh, we're going to tell them that because they pay us premiums uh, uh, every year counting on us to cover them. Uh, we also want to tell them when they're not covered. And that, right. those are those worst case scenarios, but we want to hit those before they have them. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. Yeah, I think I, yeah, I have nothing to add for once. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah, I. I stumped you. I'm a stumper. A little yeah. bit, man. <laughs> The, that's I, a rare. I, that's a rare thing, Peter. It's a rare thing when Nate doesn't have anything to say. Outstanding. You know what? <laughs> We're just going to leave that as it lies. Everyone, take that as you will. Honesty <laughs> is important. There we go. It is. And, it and is. it's kind of funny. It goes into topic two: the lesson. Right. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So, like, you know, it's it sounds like to me. I mean, a lot of really what Ellen did was just kind of like learn to really improve and make sure to follow up. Was there anything else to kind of add to that or like anything about like what you learned and an example of how you put that into practice? I would say that with Ellen, we could tell that she was really disappointed, upset, mm-hmm. concerned. And as an office, we want, we want her to be able to share what's going on. And um, it's made all of us better. Because we all make yeah. mistakes in different ways that you uh, we're human. And mm-hmm. that's what's great about, uh, especially me being an owner, uh, Ellen being an owner and, and helping out is we want people to think outside of the box and do things that are extraordinary, but they're not ordinary. And there's going to be mistakes. There's going to be, oh, I can't. But that's what makes us. I feel great as we explore uh, and we give everybody that opportunity. Yeah. And it sounds like you both have a very good understanding that you're holding yourselves accountable too. like, if you want everybody else to be, you know, this extraordinary and think outside the box and have the freedom to make a mistake, you're going to obviously hold them accountable, but you're doing the same thing. And it sounds like it's a very like top down, like, Hey, we're doing, we're letting you have this freedom because we have this freedom. And we're yeah. holding ourselves accountable because of it. Exactly. 
Yeah. Well, thankfully, because of our years of experience, we make a lot less mistakes. <laughs> you know, you're still going to make mistakes. You still, um, we don't, that's one thing that uh, we always say we enjoy about our job because it seems like every day we encounter scenarios where we are like, hmm, you know, we're a little mm -hmm. stumped on how to cover something or a certain claim situation or somebody has a new business venture and we're not quite sure how to cover it. So we have to look into it. So it's, it's definitely a field where um, you continue to grow and right. it, it's not boring. It's, it's actually very interesting. <laughs> Contrary to what I thought when I was a little girl. Right. <laughs> I knew it at six years old, obviously. Oh yeah, absolutely. You had a great understanding of the laws, how yeah. to change and the flow. Yeah, I was already working on how does subrogation work. <laughs> I don't even know what that is, but <laughs> yeah. Oh man, six year old definitely outpaced me in my career aspects. <laughs> so, oh well, honestly, Peter and Ellen, it's been such a fantastic time talking with both of you. I think this is something that many people can apply either to their personal or professional careers, and just that growth mindset that both of you have. I, I, I really identify with that, and I appreciate both of you just kind of sharing that. Um, I do want to ask you though, is there anything like, you know, soapbox moment? Is there anything that you would like to share? It doesn't even have to do with the failure or really anything we've discussed today, but is there anything you would like to just kind of share with anyone that might be in a similar situation or, you know, looking to get into working for this agency or anything like that? I, I would say that I would leave, my mom and dad always said, take care of your customers and everything else will fall into place. I truly believe that because after 26 years, it has. You take care of the customer, things happen. And I have Buck O'Neill, one of the famous players from the Negro Baseball League. Mm -hmm. And in our hallway, it says, when you can't tell the truth, tell the truth anyways. You have to do that because it is the truth. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's a good point. I, I just also feel like one of the best things you could do for your business too, whatever it may be, is get out there and network, um, get involved in your community. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, those, those ads in print, those ads online, those are all great and those are all necessary. Um, good old plug for social media there. <laughs> you got <laughs> social right. media advertising. But... It's also really important to advertise yourself and what kind of a person you are right. and what kind of a character you are. And the only way that you can really do that is to get out and to meet people and to shake hands and do some volunteer work. And um, people go, huh, you know, maybe I want to give my business to somebody of this character and this uh, work ethic, you know? So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Great point. Yeah. Excellent point. Yeah. I, wow. Yeah. Very nice. I, I think that seeing so many in the community and also giving honest and truthful answers would definitely make me want to work with someone or at least can have like a sit down with them and talk about what options there are, you know. We got to like, get past that sales guys stigma. And that's, uh, yeah, sales are motivated by an incentive. Our incentive is to do the right thing. And hopefully uh, they enjoy seeing our red roof. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, well, Shelly, I guess anything to add on here toward the end? 
No, I think that we've covered it pretty good. Thank you, uh, uh, Peter and Alan, for coming on uh, the Shelley Show. Oh, I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you so much, you guys. Have a great day.